You're listening to The Higher Ed Marketer, a podcast geared towards marketing professionals in higher education. This show will tackle all sorts of questions related to student recruitment, donor relations, marketing trends, new technologies, and so much more. If you're looking for conversations centered around where the industry is going, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast. I'm Troy Singer, here with my co-host and friend, Bart Kaler. And each week we interview marketers that we want to highlight that we deem that are interesting and have subjects worth sharing. Today we talk to Chris Miano, and he is the founder of Memory Fox. Memory Fox is a way that nonprofits and higher ed institutions can utilize technology to collect, organize, and share stories. Sounds simple, but as you listen to the podcast, your mind will start turning of what wonderful ways this can be utilized within both enrollment and also advancement. Bart? Yeah, I think that uh, when I discovered this, um, you know, I was doing some research and just, I don't remember exactly where I even found it, it's, it but I just came across it and I realized this was something that I've been an itch that needed scratched for a very long time. And uh, because I, I run across so many places that just do not have a collection of stories that can be utilized for their enrollment marketing or their or their donor communications. And, and so usually what happens is that somebody says, oh, we're getting ready to do the newsletter. Let's go grab somebody, a student, and, and you know get a story written. Or they, they rely on some other things. And what Memory Fox allows you to do is to go out and actually send out email campaigns with uh, links that just direct somebody directly to a page that they can either, you know, record a video on their smartphone, they can leave a message, they can leave an audio bit, all kinds of ways to collect that. And then you can start to organize it. And so I really started to realize, boy, this is pretty powerful stuff. Maybe we could get um, the founder on to talk about the importance of storytelling and collecting your stories and what that can do for you. And so we have a really good conversation with Chris about that today. You'll soon find out that Chris is a proud veteran, just makes him to be a very charismatic interview. Here's our conversation with Chris. Chris, if you would, get us started with our conversation today by telling us something that you may have learned recently that you would deem worth sharing. So I spent eight years in the Army prior to you know what I do now, and uh, I really never thought that I would ever work with such a great crew as I did when I was served in the military. Um, it was actually a big point of sort of sadness when I got out of the army, um, that that was just something that I would never be able to experience again. And uh, we just hired three new people. So we're growing, which is exciting. And uh, I learned that I was wrong and I actually felt this, you know, I've sort of been feeling it over time, but I felt it especially today, we had a meeting this morning and I was like, man, this is amazing. Getting to work with such awesome, energetic people, um, you know, working in startups is just such a rewarding experience. And so I want to make sure I say this to all your higher ed podcast listeners, um, you know, tell your GI Bill students that they can do it. Even if they step into that first class and they're taking accounting for the first time, they're going to walk out of there thinking, I have no idea why I'm here. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. And then, But they can get through it, all right? So make sure you support them and uh, give them the love that they need. That was definitely worth sharing, and it was very much worth listening to. So thank you, Chris. would like to introduce everyone to Chris Miano. 
and both Bart and I are a fan of the service that he provides, and we feel it would be very beneficial to hire it. So, Chris, if you could give us a little bit more about you and then introduce us to Memory Fox. Yeah, so just a little bit about me. I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and then I joined the Army, or I went to college, and then, then I joined the Army afterwards, spent eight years in the Army, lived in cool places like Germany, Alaska, served in Iraq and Afghanistan as well. And uh, afterwards, I went back to Buffalo, where I went to business school, and that's where I used my GI Bill, which, once again, I want to make sure I say everyone should, should, should use that. While I was there, a friend of mine and I, we started working on this project that we called Memory Fox. Originally, it was built to collect the stories of pre-dementia elderly, sort of before those stories couldn't be passed on. Along the way, we did a project with a veteran organization here in Buffalo, and they wanted to collect stories from veterans for a fundraising campaign that they had. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool idea. How do you do that right now? And they said, we don't, because <laughs> it's a huge pain in the butt to collect video and stories from people, especially of varying degrees of um, you know, technical expertise. And so we pivoted the platform. And once we, once we did that campaign, it went really well. And so they introduced us to United Way. They introduced us to all these other different organizations. And the rest has sort of been history in terms of uh, you know, helping nonprofit organizations collect stories from their community and leverage them in their fundraising activities. That's a great idea. And I love the fact that you're talking about stories. I mean, storytelling is a little bit of a, I hate to use the word buzzword in, in marketing, but it, but it is a very powerful part of content marketing. It's a powerful way of, of persuasion. I mean, we need to move a lot of our engagement with our you know students from transactional to, in, to engagement and, and, and persuasion. But the idea of, of storytelling, help me understand kind of as you guys have developed Memory Fox, which is you know a tool to collect those stories, what have you found is the power of storytelling? I mean, certainly, you know, you've got a lot of people that are using it. And, and what, are they, what are they kind of walking away with those use cases? It's delighting your audience with the thing that they really want. And what people want these days, especially in this really crazy attention economy that we live in right now that's made things more difficult than ever to stand out, they want authenticity. They buy products because they want a product, but they, they invest in the nonprofits and the universities that they support because, because of people, right? And people is about authenticity. And so stories, when, when told ethically and when collected ethically and when compiled ethically and when transmitted ethically, you know, are the most authentic thing that there is. Probably make an argument that that storytelling is probably one of the oldest forms of, if you want to call it communication, if you want to call it marketing, whatever you want to call it. I mean, storytelling has been around since, you know, our ancestors sat around the fire. Um, it's, it's been around in major teachings of, you know, uh, you know, philosophers, of Jesus, of other people across the, the millennial. Storytelling is a powerful medium. And I think you're right. I think being able to you know, be able to share those stories, but not only be able to share them, but to be able to chronicle and organize them is, is so key to that. What are you finding that your uh, associates and clients are understanding and just the way that they can, you know, find those stories and be able to convey them? 
Well, I mean, some of it is the hardest piece to all of it is collecting it. You can organize it in some roundabout ways that are still kind of a pain in the butt, but, and you can share them and you could use all these video tools, but collecting them is really the essential part of it. Now, a lot of organizations just don't have the money to send somebody out to all the, all these people. And especially if you're a university, if you have alumni all over the country, all over the world for a lot of organizations, how do you collect any, at any sort of scale? Right. Um, when when you're geographically separated, but even for the students, right? I mean, you've got to set everything up. You've got to make it this, this whole to do by empowering the storyteller to tell the story that the way that they want to tell it, which is probably on you know in the comfort of their own home, um, in a nice safe setting where they feel comfortable. And and so um, you know we've had a lot of success with that. It's people just contributing stories. Uh, on their own, you know, it's just so difficult to do if you're trying to try to do it at any sort of scale without digital, you know, tools. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Ardeo Education Solutions. Ardeo helps colleges and universities increase access to education while giving students and families financial peace of mind. Ardeo's loan repayment assistance programs, known as LRAPs, help students with modest incomes repay their federal student, parent plus, and private loans. Ardeo's LRAPs give students the confidence they need to enroll and are a win-win for your institution. To learn more about Ardeo and see case studies from institutions like yours, visit ardeo.org. That's A-R-D-E-O dot org. Welcome back. Let's rejoin the conversation right here on the higher ed marketer. Chris, and just in full disclosure, you've been kind enough to be able to give me kind of a seat and memory fox to play with it a little bit. And I, and I can attest that we've done a little bit of a, a little bit of trials with it, just kind of a pilot project just to kind of reaching out to our former guests on the higher ed marketer podcast about, you know, sharing their story, their experience to be able to kind of collect those. And uh, it's been amazing how many people have responded back because they can respond back just by you know, recording a video through the tool and it uploads directly to the to the uh, platform and that's been powerful because now all of a sudden I've got you know all these videos in the platform that I can you know download and utilize into content it allows them to you know just leave an audio message. They can also write a quick comment about it, you know, and several times I've been able to prompt them on some of those questions. And so I love the fact that you've got this tool that kind of combines all of this and keeps it very organized. And it reminds me a little bit of some of the conversation that we had with um, Jim Small from Notre Dame on one of our previous episodes where he was really talking about the, you know, the five key steps of storytelling. And, you know, he was using it kind of from a storyteller standpoint of the institution. But I think one of the keys of that is having the stories to tell. And I think that that's really one of the things that Memory Fox does and, and what you're saying. And one thing I really liked about him, too, is he thinks about storytelling very systematically. It's about building processes and systems and things like that. And um, I've listened to some of his other stuff as well. That's what you have to do, right? If you're, if, if you're a nonprofit organization or, you know, the university is being included in that, you have to make storytelling a part of your organization's processes in order to get the most out of it. If it's just something someone in a, you know, in the basement thinks about and, you know, occasionally comes up for air to tell a great story, I mean, it's just not going to happen. And so you have to make it part of your workflows. Um, and, and that's how you get the most out of it. And, and I love the fact that you, you know, referred back to um, Jim's 
systematic and, and process. That's one of the things that I, I really like about the way you guys are organizing it is, is the idea that being able to, you know, prompt people, you know, because I mean, it's one thing just to say, hey, tell us about your experience at XYZ University or, you know, share what's important to you. Well, that that can be anything. But if you ask them, how did this impact you or what made a difference in your, you know, experience at, you know, your MBA program in accounting? Tell us that story. Um, you know, I think that's that's a much more, you know, authentic and real story that, you know, we can use in several places. I mean, that's the benefit of, of having these stories at the fingertips is being able to say, we're going to put together an email campaign. Let's include that story. We're going to put together a web page. Let's make sure we have social proof on the page using that story, using that quote. And um, I really, really like what you've you've done with yeah. that and, and how you guys have set all that up. We've talked about the importance of stories, and now we have a wonderful way of organizing them and being able to retrieve them when needed. But we'd really like to hear from the both of you of why do you think stories matter and how can we best utilize them within higher ed? You know, one of the things that I think about, and this is something that I'm pretty passionate about, is and I'm going to use some maybe some loaded terminology a little bit, but I feel like the for-profit space has sort of hijacked the idea of storytelling, um, you know, to sell products, right? And it's given us this kind of different idea of what storytelling is. But the best stories are the ones that are really organic and affecting. And I want to make sure I also say that about what Bart just said as well, is that like, um, you know, that's what people crave is they want to open that email and they want to get something out of it. And how better to connect with them through stories and even better stories of times when they were at the university. And that's why that process sort of needs to start um, while they're at the university and you're collecting and organizing them there. And then, hey, we're doing a fundraising campaign or we have this high net worth donor that we want to attract. Oh, we've got the story of him telling this or one of his peers telling a story about an event they had or content from that event. Now you're tying it to that person. Um, and I, I think I might have kind of twisted what you said a little bit, but I wanted to make sure that I said that because I think that's that's the brilliance of that's the way that storytelling works. Um, especially when you keep it efficiently organized and then you can you can target it in ways that really, really delight audiences like they've never been delighted before. Yeah, we've got a, a, a guest coming up in a future future podcast a few weeks, Neil Ford. He's a he's a, kind of a storyteller that is uh, is brilliant. He's he's runs an agency out in L.A. and and he's going to come on and talk about, you know, the art of storytelling. And uh, I, I caught him on another podcast that he was talking about that. And, you know, it's a very structured way of kind of, you know, getting empathy early on, helping somebody understand, you know, hey, this was the situation I was in. We can, we can all relate to an embarrassment or, you know, a different situation. And, and he was kind of setting up how he tells stories. I think it naturally comes out, though, because a lot of times people want to kind of empathize with other people or have people empathize with them. And so they'll start off a, a, a vulnerable position where, you know, hey, this happened, I was embarrassed or whatever. There's so much emotion in story. And I think that one of the one of the things that's really important is being able to capture that in the way that we are getting those stories. And so that's why I think, you know, over the years, having professional writers and, and interviewers going out and collecting the stories has, has been a it's been the way that it's been done, rightly so. But I think to your point earlier, 
a lot of schools either don't have the budget, the, the bandwidth, or the time to be able to go out and collect the stories as maybe they would have 30 years ago, or maybe if they had, you know, back in the day when schools had, you know, 12 issues of their alumni magazine that came out monthly, and they had, you know, a staff of 15 people that that's all their job was, was to collect stories. Well, those days are gone. And so now it feels like to me, putting the power in the hands of the storyteller through, you know, through photography or video or through their own words, that starts to give them a lot more ability to tell that story in an authentic way. And I think video is such an important thing about that. So help me understand how have you seen the success of those, you know, of, of people that you're working with when they're able to use the videos that they're collecting um, how does that add to the storytelling process in today's digital world? Yeah, well, I mean, to, to the point right before that, too, about um, Neil Ford also is is it's about listening, right? It's about it's about the stories that people want to tell and giving them a a avenue to tell that, I, you know, it's like Bruce Springsteen, right? Like everybody's got a hungry heart yeah. and sort of, you know, I mean, like these are things people want to tell their story. They want to be heard. And if you throw a bunch of camera, put some makeup on them, they're not, they're acting, they're being actors, you know, and that's not what, that's not what people want to see. That's not why people donate. They want the ethic, the organic story. Um, And so, you know, that's been the best success that we've seen people have. People use it for grants. They use it to, to reach out to their donors. They use it in newsletters and things like that. And it's about, you know, it helps in so many ways. You're elevating the story of your mission beneficiaries, right? Which is in and of itself a good. And then you have a business good, which is delighting someone who, you know, you're hoping will make a donation or at least become a, a deeper fan. And I think um, Neil Ford's right on the money with that. And I think we're sort of aligned with that is, is the idea of letting, you know, letting the person, letting the story breathe a little bit, let them tell their story. Right. And then you can edit it sort of on the other end to make it presentable. And we certainly give you the tools to do that. But, but, but the centerpiece is giving them the, the breathing room. And if they can do that in their living room, then, then they can probably tell a better story um, than if you put a big camera in front of them and make right. them more up and things like that. So, yeah. And I think it's important too. you've talked a lot about, um, you know, the development side of it, you know, the, the giving side, which I think is extremely powerful place to do stories, but I think it's also worth mentioning. It's just as powerful for outcomes and for experiences on the enrollment side. So the idea of being able to collect, you know, current student stories of how they ended up at the school, why they love the school, why they are attending it, that can be used for the the donors and the developers, but it can also be used in part of the enrollment uh, elements. And and same with outcomes. I mean, the idea that, hey, had I not gone to XYZ University, I would not, you know, have the opportunities that I have today. So I, I really... I really love, you know, what you're doing because I think it gives such an opportunity for a lot of different ways for people to, you know, be able to capture those stories, be able to capture those testimonials to really be able to get that out in in the way that they need to. Chris, I think I've heard you refer to the messiness of the different ways to effectively tell stories. And if you could expand on that here, we'd love to hear your philosophy or your thoughts on that. So I kind of grew up a little, uh, you know, I was into punk rock music growing up. I was, 
kind of uh you know it's kind of like that growing up right and so i i believe in i'm more of a grassroots thinker i believe in the power of people and i and i i really do believe in people and and part of our mission is to sort of help nonprofits feel confident that they can tell their story right i think a lot of universities would feel the same way as well and they, they are nonprofits the imperative of, of organizations is to get their stories out there and i think a lot of people get afraid because they're like oh is this a good enough story to share is it is it is it curated enough is it did we cut it the right way did we make it perfect right for social media but you're noticing like the trend is going in the complete opposite direction it's going from instagram towards tiktok towards things that are organic and messy because people crave authenticity there's been this like and i am all about good story structure and i love star wars don't get me wrong but there's been this star warsification of what it means to tell a story and while that's 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 the perfect way right that's and if you're selling a product you've got to do it the perfect way because that's the only acceptable way but for a nonprofit you don't need to sell in the same way that they do you sell authenticity you thought you sell connection and mission and so the so I'm a big fan of is like get the stories out there collect a lot of stories be like Bruce Springsteen right his songs are messy there's not always an easy ending to the story right it's a to be continued a lot of times and so nonprofits and, and universities and everyone really like I implore them sort of tell your story using the stories of the people that you support and you can't go wrong and if you if you keep that as your north star is elevating their story and their voices um you win right because that's what people want to see and you can do that at a volume you never believed that you'd be able to um so that's just something that we're sort of sort of uh you know passionate about that's really exciting and I, and I really love the fact that so much of our conversation keeps going back to that authenticity keeps going back to the importance of giving voice to those that you're serving, giving voice to, because I mean, there's, there's authenticity if someone else says something about your organization, rather than you saying it about them. It's the difference between, you know, promoting something versus letting it, a conversation happen naturally. Yeah. And, and, and Bart, like people think of, again, it goes back to that overthinking what it is to be a story and what it is to affect. The goal is to affect somebody. Like, you know, like the story is a avenue, it's a vehicle towards some other goal. And the, the, the range of outcomes, you just need to tell that story. You need to, a picture can tell a story, right? That's the classic, classic, um, you know, thing that people say. A, ch a video of a child singing or giggling, that can tell a story at an event, right? And so it doesn't have to be, I'm sitting down, I'm telling the story from A to Z. There's a rise and a fall and all these different aspects. It is, it is images, it is pictures, but it, it has to be authentic. And, and as long as you keep that as your North Star, like I said, I mean, you, you really can't go wrong. Okay, that's, that's awesome. I think that's really good. And, um, and I, love, I love your thinking on all this, and I think it's so applicable. Chris, as it comes to our conversation today, if you were to give a, an organization or someone a piece of advice for them to be able to capture, collect, and share stories moving forward and something that they could implement rather quickly. What piece of advice would you offer them? My best piece of advice would be start your building a story bank and keep it organized. Make sure you know who's in it. Is it approved for use um, when it already has been used? 
all those different types of pieces to make sure you can leverage those stories effectively. And then within a year, right, you'll have a story bank of stories that you could use for all kinds of different situations, some on social media, some you could mash up and use in annual reports, some you could use to specific donors who have specific, uh, you know, missions that they uh, support. But by having that story bank, that evergreen story bank, that type of content is reusable time and time again, and you don't have a lot of resources and time. And so by doing that, you save yourself a lot of time and resources in the end. Thank you, Chris. That's very important and probably one of the reasons why Bart was so excited when he uh, discovered Memory Fox and really wanted to get this concept out there. So thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast and sharing your story and also sharing the tips that you have. If someone would like to contact you for further information, what would be the best way for them to do so? Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and reach me at, I'll just give you my email, chris at memoryfox.io, or you can come to memoryfox.io and sign up for a demo at any time. Thank you, Chris. And uh, in the show notes, we can make sure that people are getting links to get more information about the actual tool. We'll make sure that we include that within the show notes. Bart, do you have any parting thoughts that you would like to share? Yeah, I really think this has been a great conversation, and and a lot of the times I'll do some consulting, and you know we'll we'll be working with uh, enrollment offices, and one of the things that we often tell them is that, you know, start figuring out a way that you can collect stories. You know, I don't care if it's a Google Drive, I don't care if it's a you know an Excel spreadsheet with links. Figure out a way that you can start collecting the stories so that you can go back and and start telling the stories. And I recently was with a, with a client, too, where they're like, well, that's really what alumni is supposed to do. You know, they were trying to tell me that they just couldn't do it. And I, and I said, well, um, let's try something. And so I jumped on LinkedIn real quick, and I said, uh, let's do a quick search. And so we did a search for – they had a pre-med program at their, at their school. We did a search for a doctor and the name of their college. And I, it came back with 15 different options – we clicked on one of the profiles. It was a, uh, you know, a young doctor with a young family, uh, lived, uh, stayed away, and uh, played soccer on their team while at the school. And I was like, okay, here's a person right now that I would reach out to them via LinkedIn, tell them who you are, ask them if they'd be willing to jump on a Zoom call with you, and you rec- record that and save that as a story. Same thing if you wanted to use something like Memory Fox, where you could identify that, set up, up you know, that to expect an email from us, and you prompt them with some emails and some things in the app, and they can take that, tell that story. The thing is, you can scale that with a tool like Memory Fox, where otherwise you're kind of doing it one at a time. But regardless of how you do it, just start doing it. Just start collecting those stories. Start the discipline of, you know, take an afternoon a week or find somebody on your team that can start collecting those stories because. It's a, it's a long-term play that you're going to be really glad that you have, and you're going to be able to make some really good uh, impact going forward. So, Chris, thanks again so much for being willing to, one, answer my call when I reached out and said, hey, I've got this podcast. I'd love to talk to you about things, and, uh, and for the, 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 uh, the generosity of letting me play with the, the tool a little bit just to get to know it a little bit better. So thank you. The Higher Ed Marketer Podcast is sponsored by Kaler Solutions, an education, marketing, and branding agency, and by Ring Digital, a digital marketing firm providing targeted ads directly to customized audiences created or approved by higher ed institutions. On behalf of my co-host, Bart Kaler, 
I'm Troy Singer. Thanks again for listening. You've been listening to The Higher Ed Marketer. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you're listening with Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to leave a quick rating of the show. Simply tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.